God bless everybody. Welcome back to episode four of the crossover. You're here with the one, the only, the co-host and co-owner, Gio. And I'm also here with the one and only, the co-host of this show as well, and the co-owner, Brian, if you want to say any words. Yeah, we back for episode yes, number four. I'm excited. You know, I'm always hyped to do this every day. And this week, the NBA, the second week of the NBA, has been a while. We have a lot of things to talk about. And Gio cooked up a good topic for the Bible today. So it's going to be a good good day for us today. And, yeah, we're going to stay yeah. consistent. We're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it going. You know, you already know we're here to stay. We're here to stay. Yes. That's all. That's it. And hold so. up. We're approaching, we're approaching 100 plays on Spotify. That's a milestone, in my opinion. We're approaching 100 plays. 100 people played one of the podcasts. 100 people. I'm, I count that as a milestone. So when that happens, that is a we're post it on the Instagram. And we're going to be like, first 100 plays, first 100 people. So 100 people listen to the pod. That's crazy. Pod. That's crazy. Yeah, right. That's crazy. Too. <laughs> hey, man, just you already know. Just listen. That's all you gotta yeah. do. And ain't you we know, ain't charging you for it. Yeah. We ain't nothing. You just gotta sit here and listen for an hour, hour and a half, somewhere around there. And hey, hold up, hold up. Let me let me say something real quick. Because people, I bet people like to leave early. You don't have to listen to the sports part. If you want the sports part, get the sports part. If you want the Bible part, get the Bible part. If you just want to listen to the Bible part and leave, listen to the Bible part. You That's fine, too. Yeah, but I'm, I just too. recommend, I recommend, like, I know if you're not into sports, then, yeah, you just watch, listen to the Bible part. This is what it's for. It's for two different audiences, but combine them in one. But if you like sports, you can skip to the sports part, but I do recommend Stay for the Bible part because it will change your life. Yeah, we we recommend it. I recommend it. He Brian recommends it. Obviously, I'm pretty sure your neighbor. I'm pretty sure your neighbor will recommend it. Yeah, man, just just just. I'm stay pretty for sure the your Bible friend that puts you on will recommend, will recommend it. But all we're trying so, to say right now, just share the podcast. Keep listening to the podcast. We're gonna keep going until. You know, we're just going to keep going. We Our goal is to one day just have a platform for Christian athletes, Christian athletes to just be here and talk. That's what our goal is at the end of the day. And just we're ready. And, like, I know it's just the beginning, but we're going to stay consistent. We're going to be here. So don't get tired of our voices. We ain't going nowhere. 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 But, Gia, since you made the topic and I read I read yeah. about it. That hold up, Gio made the topic, but that doesn't mean I didn't study a little bit. Just saying, no, saying no, so. no. This no, ain't my I... first time hearing this, all right. But anyway, <laughs> Gio since you read the topic, just yo, you go for it. And you already know. So we're here. We're here. We're gonna talk about is God afraid of your brokenness? Hmm. Hmm. Mm. That's mm. tough. That's, That's tough, a nice one. Right hey, to the glory of God. That was a good one. When right. Gio sent me that, I was like, oh, beginning. You know, the, the first three podcasts were about fundamentals of the Christian faith. But now we're getting a little deeper. We're getting a little we're deeper into little the Bible. Deeper we're getting now. a little deeper into the word. We're getting a little deeper into the topics. You know, hey, we're going to get deeper, guys. Just, just be prepared. You're going to grow with us. As we are growing, and just you know, just come on, 
Yeah, you already know. Like, we're going to keep going. We're going to go deeper. We're going to talk about everything in here. So, yeah. It, it's going to happen eventually. <laughs> if you need it, imagine that one that, hey, if you're listening to the pod right now and you need to know about is God afraid of your brokenness and you happen to listen to this podcast, hey, just know God is with you. And that's a part of this. Yeah. That's a part of this that's, topic. That's... But, Gio, I think we should start getting to the Bible verse because it's not long, but, like, it has a little, it's a little, a little lengthy. It's a little it's a little lengthy. It's a little. It's a little when you actually like study it a little bit, you know. Yeah, you little... gotta get some water in between. You know, it's one of those. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's one of those. So, you know, we're gonna go into Luke fifteen eleven to thirty two. This question, real quick, you got NIV, right? Yeah, yeah, this NIV. Let's alternate verses, man. Oh, okay, I got you. I got you. All right, bet. So, right, eleven says. Jesus continued, there was a man the who had two the sons. Oh. <laughs> Son yeah. Son yeah. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to edit that out. <laughs> RIP to Pastor Minerva. But she taught us that in Bible, in baptism classes, my boy. You remember? Yeah. RIP, yeah, though. I'm so sad. I forgot all about yeah. that. <sighs> I know. We can continue. Well, continuing. Uh, Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. Oh, forgot. The younger <laughs> one said, <laughs> I forgot. The younger one, it was my suggestion, too. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of this estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together, together all he had, set off for a distant country and there squandered his his wealth and wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country and he began to be in need. Uh, so he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out and, out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your higher servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around his neck, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and and against you, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his fingers and sandals on his feet. Be flat. Oh, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> Again, <laughs> 23. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let 
Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this is for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called out one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come home, he replied. And your father has killed the fattened calf because he has he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But then, but when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes come home, comes home, you kill a fattened calf for him? My son, the father said, you are, you are always with me. And everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and alive again. He was lost and is found. And real quick, Gio, let's just pray because we forgot. We're rushing. <laughs> <laughs> We're rushing so bad. We'll try to pace yeah. it. But anyway, I'll pray us in real quick. Thank you, Father God, for this word that we just read, Lord. Just um, God, just please help us, Lord. Just um, analyze it, Lord. Just reveal things that we don't know that's in this word, God. Um, help us learn something new in this, God. Help us um, let it be embedded in our mind, Father God. And I just pray that we are able to use it after this pod and we're able to use it in our lives, God. I just pray, God. I thank you. I'm grateful for the platform that you've given me and Gio to spread your word. And I just... I thank you for the platform that you've given us to just have fun and talk sports too. And I just thank you for the idea and I hope we're executing it the way you want us to do and with excellence, Father God. And I'm extremely grateful for this, God. In Jesus' name, I pray, God. Amen. Amen. All right. So now let's go 10 toes deep on this word. 10 toes down. Like we from London, in it. Like we from London, in it. Okay, we continue. Yeah, I don't know. But what do you, what do you, I know this is a very, very popular, very common, very read, very known part of the, you know, Bible. Yeah. But, you know, the reason why I picked this verse was because you can see how the father wasn't afraid of his son after what he has done. Yeah. You get me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and what does it mean to be broken? What does it mean? I don't know. Broken. What do you think? What do you oh. think? Yeah. What do you does think? it mean to be broken? <laughs> Everybody's broken differently. Brokenness is, in my opinion, is like when you, um, when you kind of, when you're tired of it, one, that's a part of brokenness. I think a part of brokenness is also just rock bottom in your situation, whatever you're going through. Brokenness is probably not being to get away, being addicted to something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brokenness can be just a little bit of stubbornness. That's because, true. Um, 
and like you know the guy i mean i'm he didn't want to go back like he had all he had the good for a little bit so brokenness can be a little blinding you might not even know you're broken until you're in that situation you know what yeah. i mean yeah that Bro- is. He didn't know he was probably broken though ever since when he left his his father's house he was probably broken and he never noticed it until the end until yeah. he realized he had nothing he didn't value what he had you know what i mean yeah, I I fully understand what you mean, and I feel like I feel like brokenness can be as simple as just if we really think about it, everyone is a little broken. Yeah, it can be past situations. It can be just like events and stuff Things like that. Things that you forgot about that you don't even remember. Yeah, be, and you might not think it affects you at all, but. You know, it affects you, even though you don't think something that you forgot about, like, like oh, that was so long ago, like, it doesn't affect me anymore. In the spiritual, it affects. Yeah, and then uh, there's a lot of times that when, when, like, it can be a past situation that you think you forgave somebody, but you really didn't forgive that person, forgive that yeah. person. So it's like... There, there's a lot of different meanings or different ways to be broken because not everybody is broken the same way, but everyone is a little broken. Yeah, and I think brokenness is uh, not good, but it's kind but of. But it's not bad either. It's not bad because when you're broken, one God can do a miracle in your life, and that testimony can be used to save other people. One. Yeah, that um, God God takes the, your brokenness and makes it great. He he just flips it around. He makes it great. God is gonna comfort you in your brokenness. He wants you in your brokenness. That's the thing yeah. that people don't understand. That you know, people say I'm not gonna go to church until I'm holy again. I'm not gonna go to church until I'm a better person. But when you're but not, God wants person, you how you are. When you're a sinner, when you're broken, that's when you go to God. That's when you go to church. That's when you go to seek God. That's the best time to seek God. But the thing is, people are broken and they go to God and and they get fixed. But they forget, like kind of what we were talking about in the second, I think, podcast, that you forget what God did for you. And then you end up being broken again. Because in the good, you forget to talk to God. And you forgot what he did for you. And then you're broken again. And then you're questioning God, like, God, you just saved me from this. And and, and, and why, am I, why am I dealing with it again? And But God wasn't the one that went straight back to it right after you got saved from it. You know, that was you, my boy or girl. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, I get it. And I feel like sometimes, like, a lot of people are afraid to go to God for yeah. their their brokenness or like whenever like they send or whatever because mm-hmm. they think they think they're gonna get ridiculed by God. Yeah. And like the thing about being broken is this God wants you at a vulnerable state. He wants to help you and he wants you to be at your most vulnerable and most humble. And I feel like when you're broken and you feel like you lost it all, like you're like you lost it all, so you're like, God, just take it all away because that's you feel like you lost it all at that moment. You know what I mean? You feel like there's yeah. no one to control. You feel like you have no control in that moment. 
But that's why, like I said, I think that's why people sometimes when they get saved or when they when the God does a miracle in their life, they go back to normal. Because once they get out their brokenness and God fixes it, they feel like they're in control again and they forget that God's in control of every single aspect of their life. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I feel like and that also comes in as a big factor of why every like sometimes when God takes you out of something a lot of people go back to it because mm-hmm. it's unfamiliar to them to have it without it. Yeah. It's like, it, yeah. yeah. And so it's like, so like when you see it and even like without stuff that God, like without the, the big miracles or whatever, you can see even like in regular human beings, like they can get out of addiction for three, six months. And then mm-hmm. after that, they go back to it because mm-hmm. they don't know how to function without it. Yeah. So I feel like that's also why they, when you go past that unfamiliar, un, being unfamiliar with where you're at mm-hmm. is when you really find real big breakthrough in your life, mm-hmm. you know? And I want to kind of like tie into this to the word that we just read. Like, and this is a parable. You know what I mean? It's just a story that yeah. gives you an example of God's mercy over us, God's grace over us. You know what I mean? God's love. It just shows all those things. And even peace. They kind of showed peace yeah. at the end. I bet, the, I bet the, the, well, the, we call it the prodigal son. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I bet he felt peace at the end. Like, oh, my dad took me back. Like, I don't have to be a slave anymore because my dad, like, my dad, like, took me back as his son. Like, you know what I mean? He felt peace that he didn't have to, like, he he was not going to have a family, and now he has a family, so he probably had peace in his mind. But, like, the story is just all about, like, the dude hit rock bottom, and he went back to God. Well, we're going to say it in this. He went back to his dad, which is God, and Jesus, in a dirty state. But the what Jesus was trying to say in this parable was, you can be in the dirtiest state, like he used the pig, him eating pig food to show that he was literally in a dirty state. Pigs eat like garbage. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's why they're fat. They're really good to eat though. <laughs> but they're fat. <laughs> I mean, pigs keep eating because I love me some bed meat. I love me some bacon, I like some ham on Thanksgiving and Christmas. But anyway, like the dude, <laughs> the dude wasn't going to be tasting like ham. The dude wasn't going to be tasting like bed meat. He was just eating it because he was, he was hungry. He was at rock bottom and he felt dirty. You know what I mean? And he did something yeah. dirty. That's nasty. Pig food. That, but Jesus that put that in nasty. there because Jesus put that in there because he's saying like this dude was dirty. Not only in the inside. He was dirty on the outside. He probably smelled terrible. He probably looked terrible. Had, had a cut in months. You know that cut does miracles for you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he had probably eaten in days. And that's why he ate those in the months, maybe. But that's why he ate the pig food. Like, and the father looked at him, and the first thing he said was, "What?" His first thing he did was run to him. Not, yeah. Not, not, not straight away from him, run to him. And I'm sorry, I'll let you go back in. There's one more point. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. You're Wait. cooking right now. Hold up. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back to you in a second. I just had it in my head. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. One thing to get out your brokenness, you got to realize your rock bottom. That stubbornness, that, that ego. Like, the dude was probably like, 
oh man, I, like I left my dad's house. Like, what's he gonna think? One that I come back with nothing, and that's fear too. Fear, mostly yeah. fear. He was thinking like, what what's he gonna think? Me coming back and I don't have nothing. I didn't multiply what he gave me. You know what I mean? But he finally he let himself go to rock bottom, and that's when he finally realized he has to go back. He didn't finally realize he has to go back when he lost his money. He didn't finally realize he had to go back when he was dancing with the prostitute, living his life, spending all his money. He didn't realize then. He realized that rock bottom. And that's a little ego. That's a little stubbornness. He probably thought he was the guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> he probably thought he was that guy, you know? And it took him to be in the same um, same atmosphere, same environment as a pig eating pig food to realize that he needed help. And that's what a lot of Christians and believers need to do. Like, we're very stubborn. We're very prideful. We need help. We we don't have it. We don't. We don't. We're fleshly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Our flesh is gonna want to do one thing, and our and the Holy Spirit is gonna want us to do the other thing. And to be quite frank, we don't have the Holy Spirit on, on ten on our, in in our mind speakers. We have our flesh on a like. 20 in our mind speakers you know what i mean mm-hmm. when you're connected with the holy spirit that's when you hear it more but when you don't pray and all that that's when your pride and egos up because you hear yourself more than the holy spirit you feel me and it, and yeah and that's what we need to realize like you at the beginning when you're new and like you're broken you gotta just listen to that small voice in your head that's saying i need help you, you can't run away from that small voice because you know that voice is good, but you somehow go back. We somehow go back. Not you. We. I do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, like, we somehow go back. And, yeah, that was my point. <laughs> yeah. Well, you kind of hit on everything on the particle sun, but I'm going to hit on a different point of this parable, which is yeah. at, towards the end mm-hmm. where, with the older brother, right? Yeah. And we can see how the older brother is angry at his father because he accepted him back after what he did. He and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and like, you can see that he goes, oh, I've been doing this for, for so many years. I haven't disobeyed you. I ha- I've been doing this and that and you haven't, I haven't even been rewarded. I've been here. I haven't left. I wasn't living wildly. But we got to also remember that there's an, uh, somewhere in the Bible, I don't remember exactly where that, but God will leave the 99 to find the one. Yeah. Some, even, even if the 99 will ridicule the one that left, mm-hmm. it don't matter because God wants to chase the one that left. Yeah. And I feel like that's a, that's something real big in this parable that many people might not realize when they first read but it's like it's like when you leave like in this story when he left and did his wild life and came back he got ridiculed by his older brother mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot of times where you you may backslid by god or you might or you might just like not be living in the right state and people find out after you come after you get out of that yeah. and they'll ridicule for it. And they will ridicule for it, you for it. And 
they will judge you for it. They won't look at you the same way. And it's like, yes, I understand that I did that. But that's not who I am no more. Yeah. That yeah. now that I have found God, that's again an experience that I'm not that person again, you know? No, that's great. And then so, are you you still going? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I have another point on the the dude, the 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 brother. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the younger or was he younger? Yeah, the younger brother didn't expect to get this blessing, and the brother was got so comfortable in doing the work he didn't realize that the younger brother came back something that blessed him. He's already standing in it. You know what I mean? Bro's standing on the blessing. He didn't realize oh it. Oh, my God. He got that comfortable. Is, that is so tough. He got, he got comfortable in, in, in something, some a blessing someone else was fighting for. He was standing on it, and he was he got comfortable. That's why it says, hold up, let me find it. He says, you are always with me, and everything that I have is yours. So he was jealous for something that his brother got for being dirty, but he was standing on it. He was already his. He was he already have it. He already have it. And like you might feel like you're working your butt off in church, right? And you feel like you're you even getting a blessing when but you got you got your house still, no? When's the last time you were struggling to pay your bill? When was the last time you were struggling to eat food? You know what I mean? We're, we're looking for astronomical blessings because what was a crazy blessing for him because he was at rock bottom. He's like, yo, my dad took me back. He, I get to live the life I used to live before and have those, have, he didn't have food to eat. He didn't have a shelter to live. He didn't have somewhere to um, have clean clothes. You know what I mean? Those are simple yeah. utilities. And that's what that, he didn't have that. The younger son didn't have that. But, but the older son had that. And just because he was jealous and, he was jealous and he didn't realize he had the food. He had the clean clothes. He he had he had he had um the people to hang out with. He had the love. He had family. You know what I mean? He didn't realize yeah. he was standing in his bless the blessing that someone else wanted. He already has it. So like that's just he was ungrateful at that moment. So that's that God revealed that to me. That's just my moment. So building off of what you just said, like it's crazy because, like, I was, like, I'm pretty sure I was Instagram or TikTok, one of the two. And um, I go, and there was the, the video, and it goes, a, a lot of people are praying for a new miracle, but what you're standing on is what you were praying about a year ago, mm. what your younger self was praying about. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're you're standing in your blessing, but you're you're so fixated on what's happening in the natural that you are not realizing that you are standing what you were praying about. Yeah, exactly. And that's so many years ago. We got to talk about, like, don't forget what God's done for you. He talked about this, like, three times on this podcast already. But I don't know why. But don't forget what God's done for you. What you pray for, he's done for you. You know what I mean? Because then you're like, when God does it, like, I mean, yeah, he just did it for you. Like, don't forget that. Don't forget every miracle God's done for you because you can be standing on a miracle, the miracle that does done for you, and you're going to forget completely about it. 
Yeah, and it's like part of your story. Like you gotta remember that your past doesn't go away. Yeah. Like it doesn't. It doesn't go away. But you gotta understand that in the present, you know your past is there, but you can use your past as a tool to show people, like, mm-hmm. look, this is where God has took me from. He can take you from that too. Exactly. That's why different testimonies are important. Someone someone can be going through what you went through and they have feel they might feel like no one has gone through this. No one has is dealing with what I'm dealing with. But they hear your testimony and they hear what God did through your testimony to you and they see how how blessed you are and, and how God's worked in your life. And they're gonna be like, Wow, God can do that for me. You know what I mean? And they're gonna go to God. Like that's how God that's how evangelism works, you know? That's testimony. Yeah, and and evangelism isn't as hard as what people make it. Some people make it out to be literally evangelism. You ready? You ready? You literally can like go up to anybody and just have a conversation. And then you you mention, you know, Jesus Jesus in it. You know, you yeah. bring up that yeah, bring up somehow. It, you don't gotta get up in like a stage of a million people, which hopefully, you know, whoever is called to do that can do that, right? Oh yeah. But but you gotta start small. Yeah. Evangelizing, talking to your friends, like talking to your your coworkers, like like oh, I'm going to church, or like oh, Jesus did this for me, or you know stuff like that, like just teaching them slowly. Like, um, I had a Bible study with one of my boys on Friday, which was yesterday. It's crazy. I did so much the last few days. I didn't feel like that. <laughs> but yesterday, yeah, I had a Bible study with one of my boys and um, a couple other people, and just. You know, we chatted up about God, and that's evangelizing in my part and the other two people's part because, um, like he doesn't he knows God, but you know he doesn't have a relationship with him. But he still he still like he was open to it, and we taught him about stuff, and he was actually giving some good points himself. So that's how I know he was learning. Like he he remembered things, he gave some good points, and I was like, yeah, he's on it. Like he knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? So like that's yeah. evangelizing, just like like just. If you're not comfortable to talk about your religion in front of your friends, you've got to rethink who you got around you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm I, I'm comfortable to talk about that with my friend, and he was open to it too. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. I mean, like it's all about playing with the seed. You know what I mean? You don't have to. People think when evangelism happens, if they don't, if they don't get saved right at that moment, they fail. But that's not the case. You plant the seed, and the seed's gonna grow from there. You know what I mean? You might not even see when they get saved, but you pray every day for that person to get saved. And what if they do get saved? You not even know it. And and you're just thinking like, oh man, I failed because they weren't saved that moment. They weren't liberated at that moment. You know what I mean? It's all about planting that seed. Like once you listen, hear God once, you're never going to forget about God because God is just in your mind. It's the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? I always, yeah. Once you hear God once, bro, it's never going to get out your mind. No it, doubt. It never, it never get, goes away. Like, you really like you know who God is now now you find the knowledge of it now God will try to draw you in more yeah. and be like oh my friend just asked me to go to church with him oh my friend invited me to a youth service or oh my friend invited me to a young adult service 
mm-hmm. and that's how it goes sometimes. And I feel like, and I feel like the reason why it's funny how we got into evangelism, and it it's not even in our notes, but <laughs> it's funny how how a lot of people are scared to evangelize because they feel too broken to talk to people. Yeah. And and sometimes we we gotta just like get it out of our heads that it's okay to be it's okay to be broken because we're not we can't fix ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like we can't fix ourselves. It's yeah, only it's God already can. proven. Mm-hmm. Like God literally had to go down as or Jesus, Jesus had to come down as the son of Mary in flesh, in human flesh, and mm-hmm. die as the perfect person to, mm-hmm. for us to get redeemed. Because yeah. we were broken since Adam took from the apple. The apple better been good for all that, my boy. <laughs> Man, it better taste real good, yo. Like... Yeah. Like, we've been broken ever since then. Yeah. So, so like, we can never, from from Adam, we can never actually fix our brokenness by our own efforts. Yeah. It, it has never worked. Yeah. That's good, bro. It, yeah, it has never worked. So, when people are afraid to, some people are afraid to talk about God because they're broken as like they'll be like oh but they know this about me how am I going to talk about God but they that's like I need this way like if God's like doing something in your life like why won't you like like your old friends like your day ones imagine like you're just getting into God right and God is doing something and you know you're changing right and they're like oh God's doing something amazing like God's changing my life I don't do the same things that I do before right and then you talk to your, and then you tell your friend. You gotta tell your friends about that, cause like if you really love them, this is not just about what you see in the flesh. That person you see, that's his soul. That's eternity. You know, what yeah. I mean? that's eternity. You can't think about that one moment. Like, oh my gosh, what's he gonna think? I used to do this. I used to do this. He's gonna think I'm lame. He's gonna think I'm, 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 I'm not cool or something. It's not about that. It's this is this is that's just you're thinking about one singular moment. We, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I keep saying you. We thinking about one particular <laughs> moment. I'm sorry. We think it's about okay. one particular moment because I'm not talking to someone. I'm talking like we're, yeah, I, yeah I, in I, general. I do this too. That's why I'm saying. Why am I saying you? Because I do this too. But we're talking about one singular moment, and we're thinking about one singular moment, and we don't see the wider spectrum of that soul is going to heaven. That soul is going to hell. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that like your friend might not be evangelized by any say say your friend never heard about God for the rest of their life and that was the only time they were gonna hear about God. That's you playing the seed but they don't have no seed. There's and there's yeah. no water it. You know what I mean? You can't be scared. Yeah. And just oh but just here's one thing. You know, just always remember to refill your cup. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just yeah. always remember to refill your cup. Like yes, evangelizing to the people is always good, but don't pour out so much that you don't pour in yourself and you end up losing yourself, you know? Just remember, keep your relationship with God. Keep your prayer life strong. Keep your um, word strong. Because that's, I mean, you want to know the importance of the word? 
that's God's word. Like God's word. Yeah. Like, God's word. That's how important the word is. Even if you don't like reading, bro. Like God's word. You feel me? That's God's so, word. <laughs> God's word. Like literally God's word. So it's just um yeah, just don't forget to keep refilling yourself if you're refilling other people. And then like you gotta run out of things to say on board. <laughs> like, you know, my boy, <laughs> Like you know, my, myself too, Brian. Like, keep keep it up, Brian. Cause like you're gonna run out of things to say if you don't keep it up. You know, I'm not trying to. I just feel bad saying my boy or girl, cause like, cause I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to <laughs> it's trying to include everybody, including myself. But yeah, just um, just you know, just keep it going. Don't forget yeah, to feed like feeding other people. Like that's that's also what sometimes happens like when when we pour out more than what we have you know yeah. you might and, be new, new 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 and then you're trying to get like tell like hella people about the stuff and then you don't even know and like we i try not to talk about like if someone asks me a question about the bible that i don't know i'm like i'm sorry i don't know that personally i'm sorry i don't know that part you know what i mean and i'll just tell them there might be someone else that like knows more about it. I'll study it more so I can answer you later. But at this moment, I don't got it. Because what if I'm telling them something false? You know what I mean? I want to yeah. tell the true, the true word, you know? Yeah, and I feel like that's what happens with a lot of people sometimes. A lot of people, they say the things with the right intentions. But the the effects of it are not correct. Yeah, or what they're saying is not correct. Mm-hmm. Like I could say, like I don't know, like as somebody asked me about, I don't know, the let's say like the creation, right? Mm-hmm. What does the Bible say about the creation? And like I start saying, telling him about the creation, but if I don't know what the Bible says about the creation, and I say like I don't know, we were, like let's say like we were made by like we first were formed by like monkeys or whatever. Yeah, and I say that, but it's not biblically correct. I could yeah. be saying it with the correct intentions, but what I'm saying is false. Yeah, exactly. So, and I feel like that's also where there's there's moments like now, like kind of building more off of it, like going a little more deeper into it. Like, uh, I remember I was I was talking to my young adults leader. Uh, Leo, you know, shout out to him, Transformation mm-hmm. Church. But I remember I was talking to him, or he was preaching, better side, and he and he goes, and he goes there. Some things like you will go through things. Like he he was explaining uh, an experience that he had gone through, and he said, "I felt so lonely for so many years, and I still preached." But what happens was, is sometimes people that are broken, like really broken and haven't actually taken the time to heal, start bleeding on the people. Mm. Like they start projecting what they're going through, through what they're preaching and through and to them, to the people, to whoever they're speaking to they start projecting all their anger, their loneliness, their, you know, and all that. 
just everything that they have been broken by or anything that they're going through, they project through it. And that's like when I remember when he said that, I remember like me thinking like, yo, that's probably like the scariest thing. Cause like, imagine like I'm going through something and instead of me actually speaking by truth, I'm speaking by emotion. Yeah. And that's scary. Cause that also, that leads to brokenness as well. So like, imagine like I'm broken, like, and I'm taking my time, but I also have to follow what have, what God has told me to do. God bless you. Thank you. And what has like God told me to do. And I'm, and instead of me speaking truth through and trying to gain, not gain people, but trying to tell people, look, I'm going through this and God, I know God has got me, you know? Yeah. Instead of like, you know, somehow including what I'm going through and having and knowing that God has my back. Instead of that, just projecting what I'm feeling and not speaking truth behind it. Yeah. And that's probably like one of the scariest things like I've realized in the past like year, year and a half. Yeah. No, that's tough. That's well, yeah, that was fun. That was that was <laughs> fire, so yeah, thank God yeah. for that. Of course. I learned I learned some. Yeah, I, I yeah, learned some. I learned something too. So, but I hope y'all learn something. I hope y'all learn something too because we're learning while yeah, even we're just talking. Yeah, we're just chilling. We're just chilling, talking to each other, you know. And I hope y'all enjoyed the talk. You know, hope y'all learn something from it. And just yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you. So, who's ready to talk about the NBA? Because I am. Are you? I'm ready to talk about the NBA because something big really happened. At I know, right? How about you let them know? Man, I was up at 2 a.m. And I saw you this not trade. Up at 2 <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> you were not up at 2 a.m. Because if you were up at 2 a.m., you would have woke me up because I had that graphic ready, bro. I'm so mad. Anyway. No, I definitely was not. Uh, I found out at like 7 in the morning. Yeah, I woke up. Woke yeah, you woke but, up mad you know, late. I won't go late. I won't go late for class that day. I'm sorry, mom, if you listen to it. But anyway, <laughs> I would say because it's a part of my team, the James Harden trade has finally happened. And I mean, there was only one team that wanted him in the NBA. The Clippers got James Harden finally, and the Sixers got Rocco back, Robert Covington, obviously, Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, Kenyon Martin, and a first round pick, two second rounders. And pick swap, so and that I'm pretty sure that went to the that went to the OKC Thunder. So I don't know how they got in there, but yeah, they got the pick. So yeah, yeah, they got the pick somehow. But, but. this is huge. We've been waiting for it to happen, and like I just think it's such a big relief that for me as a Sixers fan, because like to be honest, I wanted Harden to play with us because I feel like we'd be contenders. But the way Maxi's playing right now. The way Kelly Oubre is playing right now is giving me some, like, confidence. Like, hold up. Do we even need Harden right now? And I know I might be big-headed because it's only the second week of the NBA. But, I mean, if they can keep this up. I mean, Kelly Oubre was a 20-point-per-game scorer last season. Had a pretty yeah. good flip. Start that man. 
I think he's already starting. Like they've traded PJ. I think they traded PJ to start him. So I'm just very, very excited for this Sixers team right now because Nick Nurse got us moving different. We're cutting a lot more, and B's finding passes. Maxie's just been unleashed with Nick Nurse. So I'm just excited. I'm, I'm excited for the Sixers team, honestly. Even, even though I'm not super high on the Sixers, Brian knows I'm not super high on the Sixers. But I'm excited for what they can do with Kelly Oubre and B, Maxi, and all Magic. them. I just gotta see. I just gotta see how they play in the playoffs. But yeah, but hold up, we got some good role players around. Um, and B yeah. got some good role. Yeah. Play- Maybe that's all we need, you know? Like, and they're actually good trade pieces too we got and we got some picks yeah. I'm pretty sure we got two more of our own first round picks uh, including the one we just got so I mean I'm hearing that we're trying to make a move for Zach Levine maybe and yeah, the, rumors are there. the Donovan Mitchell situation so sorry New York fans but like y'all y'all might lose another one <laughs> y'all might lose another one if the Sixers are really serious about getting Donovan Mitchell and um, they or, want him or Levine, they, they, huh? Or Levine, they could get Levine. Yeah, too. yeah. I said Levine. I know. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> and, or if the B stays, um, if B stays, um, patient, uh, I'm not gonna take credit for knowing this. My boy Bijan at BNR Radio at my school uh, opened this up to me because he's all about the numbers. But he said. They are um, a lot of the people that we got have expiring contracts, and that opens up a max slot. Even oh, when oh, that is true, opens up a max slot. So Pascal Siakam's a free agent. So Embiid, Maxi Siakam, what you think about that one? So yeah, so we have a lot of options coming from the season trade, but it's all about patience for Embiid. Is he gonna stay patient? Has he been patient for way too long? We don't know. But, Gio, how about you talk to us about a little bit about this Clippers part of it? How do you feel about that? Hey, man, the Clippers part of it is this, that starting five is tough. Is it scary yeah. out? It's – it's I wouldn't mm, – starting five, if we're talking just starting fives, it's scary hour, okay? <laughs> but – but – Scary hour is part of but, you know, it's just the thing with that team. It's just can they stay healthy? James Harden has uh, – these last couple of years have been in, a little injury prone. You already know the Kawhi injuries, the Paul George injuries. I'm, the most healthy guy here is Russell Westbrook, which I don't, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think that's a good thing, but that's the most healthiest guy on this team right now, superstar-wise, like yeah. star-wise. Mm-hmm. And James Harden is just going to add that level of dynamic for this team because mm-hmm. now you have to worry about – before really scoring the ball, you really only had to worry about, you know, like Kawhi, PG. You know, you had to worry about Bones Holland because he's a really good scorer. Marcus um, Moore. Westbrook. He was scoring for the Clippers mm-hmm. during – when they were injured that year with Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, their best player, and they were going off anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but – you know, and they lost uh, key players like like Marcus Morris Senior, who well, was course, pretty good for them. Oh man! Anyway, and Ro and Roco you know, and all you that. You don't remember that song? You don't know that song? I, I'm gonna be honest with you. You kind of like 
cut out a little bit, so I, I couldn't. Out. I didn't really hear it. Oh. But I said fourth quarter yelling, "Why the heck with two men?" You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, no y'all know that song. From that. You never heard of that? I never heard of that, but. You're not. He's not. He's, bro, I swear this guy's not an NBA fan, bro. He's a liar. He's a fake fraud. But, 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 that's crazy. But, and, but, you know, so I feel like, I feel like James Harden adds a different level of just offense for this team. Defensively, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But he has enough good defenders on this team that can cover up for him. James Harden is a lot of wing depth. Yes, they have a lot of wing depth in this team. So, oh, lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. They lost a lot of it with Marcus Morris, with Rocco, with Nicholas Batum was in this trade, right? Or no? All of the wing depth they lost. But yeah, with like now all the wing depth, a lot of their wing depth is gone now. They got they got rid with that trade with for James Harden. So we just gotta see. We just gotta see. They they still got pretty good players. They got Norman Powell. Yeah, Bone Holland. You have um, Terrence Mann. You know Zubac, Terrence Mann. They they're pretty good role players, you know. But we just gotta see health health wise. This yeah. team, the main concern is just health, really. Because you know, if if this team is healthy, they could be easily a contender. But oh, yeah. it's just health. Yeah, and the, and and you know what the. They finally got that long-awaited point guard that they've been wanting for years, and it's literally the best that could have happened. Like, they could have got Drew Holiday, but like they got James freaking Harden. You know, that's better than Drew Holiday. So, I mean, just they they finally filled in that point guard spot perfectly. I feel, and it's gonna be dangerous for the West. Just another contender. They just need to stay healthy, like you said, just like the Lakers. Good, you know. Now, I guess LA teams yeah. don't stay healthy, but you know. <laughs> We got some crazy rookies in this Yo, class. Rookies in this class have been balling. Wemby dropped 39 points against yeah, the Suns. Wemby dropped 39 points to close the deal against the Suns. They swept them. And, and, that's, and that's in five games. He yeah. That's his – like, it took a lot of these NBA legends more than 30, 40 100 yeah. games. Boy scored 35 in five games. Like, in, in a five-game span. 38. No, it was, but he was like, 38, 35, somewhere around there. Bro, but it was... Children at this point. Yeah, he, he's so tall. Like, like, he's just crazy. If he doesn't win Rookie of the Year, if, he's, if he doesn't get injured, God forbid he gets injured, he wins Rookie of the Year easily. Easily. Yeah, he shot a shot, literally. He grabbed it. He turned around. The dude guarding him was so short. Bro didn't even jump. He did a form shot and shot right over him and made it. Like, bro, my boy is a seven foot four KD. But just, I don't know. Just, I feel like just more, just more dominant, bro. Like, yeah. like you can throw this man. You, you know, he he's a little skinnier, so you can little push him a little bit. But he's so tall, still. Yeah. Like he can just like you can throw it up to him anywhere and he's gonna catch it somehow. That was like most of his points in that game. They literally just like here you are, you got it, and they throw it up and then you just laid it up. So like my friend JJ pointed out, it was a lot of easy buckets, but hey man, on a stat sheet it still says thirty nine points. Yeah, it don't it don't matter. Plus, yeah, 
you gotta also remember, like you know, if he can work on ball like that and gets those easy points, it also conserve it. It saves him energy. He don't. Yeah. He doesn't have to do so much. And plus, with Greg, with Greg Popovich there, bro. Mm-hmm. Greg Popovich knows how to work with star bigs, bro. Yeah. He got the track record with Tim. He got the track record with David Robinson. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows how to work with these star bigs, even though they're not nowhere near what Victor Wayama is right now. But he how knows about, how to how work about, with Stair. You forgot about Yaka Perto, bro. Like, are you kidding me? They used to say Yaka Perto, bro. Yeah. Bro, Yako Porter is not a star center. What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> He's not a star center, bro. <laughs> Yako Porter, bro. I'm sorry to yeah. slam. No, I'm joking. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, and then, yo, let's talk about Asar Tom- Thompson from oh, yeah. Detroit. My boy, no. He's best just defensive rookie in this class. Uh, I don't know about over Victor, but one of them. Oh well, well, wing, wing. Let's let's wing, wing, wing. Yeah, wing. bro. Hold on. Last three games: sixteen point seven rebounds, five assists. Then another sixteen points, seven rebounds, two assists, two steals. And oh, in the first game, he got a block. And then the third game against the Thunder: fifteen on um, ten rebounds, three assists, one steal, three blocks against the Thunder, bro. As a yes. Pretty much a as guard. a wing, as a wing, wing guard, yeah. But hold and... up, hold up. He was uh, he was leading. He was at one point he was leading rebounds, assists, and steals. I don't know if he still is, but he was. Yeah. He was clapping. Shy. He he he's a defensive monster right now. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. His defense is crazy. Just imagine, just if his is if his offense just. Like he gets that figured out, like a shot mm-hmm. and stuff, bro. Yeah. He like, has a that team. That team in Detroit is tough right now. Yeah, that team and in like, Detroit in general is tough. Yeah, this team actually Detroit are fun to watch. But at one point, I don't think it's the same now. But he was averaging ten rebounds, four point seven assists, and two point nine blocks, and they were all first among rookies. I don't know if he's still first among rookies right now, and I, I'm looking it up, and I can't find the ladder for some reason. But he was he was going crazy, and having almost averaging, he was literally a point one away from averaging three blocks as a freaking wing, as a wing, as a wing. wing. <laughs> dude, dude is six seven. He's not a power forward. He's not a center. He's just blocking three point shots. He's blocking layups. Off like off ball help. He's swatting everything away. Like my he's going crazy. Yeah. And I wanna talk about another rookie that I mean, I, I I I let the hate get uh, the hate towards him get to me because I thought he was gonna be but but he's not but he fits really well with this team. I'm talking about Brandon Miller averaging fifteen points, forty-six percent from the field. 42% from three, five rebounds, two assists. Like, that shocked me. 22 points against the next, the Nets um, on October 30th. Like, he said 13 points, 17. And then he had a, a little little stinkers. But he looks confident out there, man. If you watch the Hornets, Brandon Miller, I don't think the noise is hurting him at all, bro. He's shooting his shots. 
He's taking threes. He's he's taking them off the dribble. Like he's confident. I'm so glad that the that the noise hasn't got to him because I mean, even in since the noise, everybody stopped watching him, but he's averaging 15 points per game. Yeah, he's he he's doing pretty good. He he's doing he's doing better than what people expected him to do. Like they thought Charlotte Charlotte should have picked you know Scoot Henderson, which I'm not. Oh, but but he just he oh man school we're gonna get to him next but <laughs> <laughs> but Brandon Miller's playing a lot better than what people expected you know we had that one summer league game that he did really bad and then the second summer league game the the rest of the summer league he played really good yeah and in preseason he played pretty good and then now. You know, he's playing with, you know, you got to understand, he's playing with LaMelo. He's playing with Terry Rozier. Yeah. And he's, he's playing in. with – and he's, he fits in perfectly. Yeah. Now we just got to see if they can build around those three. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, Brandon Miller's promising. LaMelo Ball's promising. But that team doesn't have much of a future, in my opinion. And Malik. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm about school Harrison. I'm get, he's going to be good still, but he's averaging eight points, 34% for field. I don't know if this is real, but nine point five from three. Oh no, that's that's definitely real. That's that's definitely real. He he's been like two for like what twenty three, bro. Like, my boy, nine point five percent from three, two rebounds, four assists, and it's it just ain't cooking, man. And I I was so Ooh. sad because I was so up on Scoot in the beginning of the season. I thought he was gonna go crazy like off the rip. I thought personally, I thought he was more ready than Brandon Miller, but you know, obviously, it shows here that. He needs some development, and that's not a bad thing to say. Like, I still – he has the archetype to be a really good player still. He has the body build. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he like, definitely – he definitely can be a good player. Yeah, just give this man some time. Like, don't overreact. He's not going to stay like this. Give this man some time. He's going to he's gonna get there. Trust. Yeah, like, you got to understand a lot. It's, it's a lot of rookie guards struggle their first year. These recent draft classes, the rookie guard hasn't really struggled because you got to understand, Luca. All right, <laughs> nobody's Luca. <laughs> like Luca's been playing professional since like twelve years old. Like and Victor's going crazy right now. So. And Victor's going crazy, but you got to also remember he's been playing pro since like twelve too. He's been yeah. playing against grown men since the age of twelve in Spain or in France, in France for Victor and Luca for in Spain. And like yeah. Ja was playing pretty good, but you gotta, but they all, all struggled at one point. Like Victor's going off right now, but he's probably he's gonna have his lows. He's gonna have yeah. his lows, so it's okay. Yeah, and just hold up, and one last rookie I want to touch on before we end soon. We got Chet Holmgren. Oh Come. yeah, I forgot he's a rookie this year. I mean, some people won't count it, but this is his first season playing. And for a first season, he looks pretty seasoned. 17.2 points per game, 62% from the field, 56% from three. Seven rebounds, two assists, one steal, and almost three blocks if you round it up. But are you kidding? 56% from three, that shocked me, not going to lie. I knew he was a good three-point shooter, but 56% is really good from three. I think the biggest thing that has shocked me about Chet it's not even his offense. Well, I think it's more like his defense that has shocked me because he's been he's been able to defensively stop a lot of these players or stop a lot of these plays. Like they they 
uh, the Warriors run for their money night before, and he was 25. He had Shea, and Shea's their star player. And he's been able to hold up with a lot of these centers that are a lot bigger than them. Like, yeah, he's not going to stop Jokic or Embiid. Like, no, no player can stop those players. But he's been able to contain them defensively and be able to beat the defensive presence that he has been so far. That's, I think, the most shocking thing about his game so far right now. Yeah, he just fits so well with this Oklahoma City team. And, yeah, he's just killing it and just – He's just killing it, bro. He's good, good, he, he, he's good at he, he, He's good at basketball. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I think that's all the time we got, bro. But I think that it's time to close episode four of the podcast of the crossover. And I hope all of y'all enjoyed what we brought with our Bible section, with our yeah. study section, plus with yeah. the sports talk about the rookies and the James Harden trade. I hope yeah. y'all enjoyed. Just, and um, it's been it's been great. It's been a great yeah. episode. That's all I know. Yeah, just press out my boy and then we good. I got you. <clears throat> Father, we come before you. Thank you for letting us be able to do this again. Thank you for having us be able to spread your your word and just what you have put in our hearts thank you for letting us learn every time we actually do the recordings and do every episode here and just being able to do this is just a blessing on itself even if nobody hears it or whatever we're learning we're getting convicted so it's okay that it may be a person hopefully if it's in your will you already know blow us up so And I ask this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.